What's up, comic book fans? Pete here from Comic Books Transformed. I am so, so excited right now. I can't even tell you because for like the first time in maybe a decade, I am extremely excited about DC and the announcements. Brian, are you as pumped as me right now? Uh, I am pumped. Give me some shots of Venom. There you go. There you go. We even came up with a ranking system. Brian came up with an awesome ranking system, actually. It's very similar to our uh, Marvel ranking system that we did for our Marvel announcements. If you guys remember, it was Daredevil. It's like, I'm okay not seeing this. Then uh, Happy Hogan, you're like in the middle. Eh. And then Uwatu is, I have to see this. That's for our Marvel. Ready? For today, we have three more rankings. Ranking number one is Dr. Midnight. I'm okay not seeing this. We like to make our little blind jokes. This is very uh, PC, right? And um, the middle one is that your brother I, right? Your brother I about it because you're just going to see it anyway because you see everything, right? Brother I sees everything. And the third one is you got Superman's fucking x-ray vision and nothing's going to stop you from seeing this except for maybe lead. And Brian came up with those two ones. I came up with the lame middle one. But that's our rating system for today. I really struggle with the middle one. So, I mean, but thank you for, for bringing me to completion. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for, big boy. And so, James Gunn, James Gunn definitely brought me to completion today, man. Let me fucking tell you, okay? Like, yes. I am fucking excited about this. I want to get this little James Gunn video in here, too, for us to watch. So, if, if you guys are wondering, like, what the fuck are these two guys talking about? James Gunn basically did his announcement today for his... I'm James Gunn. There I'm he the co-CEO. Now this, what I'm about to tell James Gunn, stop talking. Okay, Brian. You, you... What's up? Don't get us flagged for, for not making money that we're not going to make anyway. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, okay, let's pause it right there. There we go. All right, so Brian, uh, why don't you just kind of say what James Gunn did. Like, can you kind of summarize it and then we'll go through it bit well, by bit? This is essentially the equivalent of the, the SDCC panel for Marvel every year where they just drop all kinds of information about what they're doing. So James Gunn, um, you know, everyone's asking questions. There's lots of confusion going on because what we thought was happening, a lot of it got canceled. Some of it's still sticking around. Um, you know, it seems that the, the four movies that are coming out this year uh, will still be a part of this new universe. They're trying to figure out what was sticking, what wasn't. So the four movies this year, which are uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, um, The Flash, um, Blue Beetle, and then uh, Aquaman 2 are all seemingly part of the extended DCU continuity here. Uh, that will be a 8 to 10 year plan uh, over the next 8 to 10 years. Uh, this is a small what we got a, a look at today is a small part of um, the, the the first iteration here. Uh, you know, this will probably take us to I don't know twenty twenty five or so, maybe twenty twenty six, something like that. Yeah, they did mention the year twenty twenty five in this announcement. There wasn't a lot of like this is coming out this year, this is coming out at this date. It wasn't like that. It was just like it's going to be this movie, it's going to be this TV show, it's going to be this uh you know cartoon and and they just kind of give us the order of when they're going to be released but not necessarily like who's going to be in them or uh like what time of year they're going to come out it's just sort of giving us an idea of what's on the horizon yeah um so brian one thing i thought was interesting too was that james gunn really mentioned or focused on uh how there's going to be consistency among the animated shows 
the live action TV shows and then the movies too. Yes. Yeah, so there's there's a there's a, a goal to have you know the same actors portray uh, the characters across all three of those mediums. And uh, in addition to that, there is going to be an effort to call out anything that's currently existing that's not part of this as DC Elseworlds, which I think is kind of brilliant also. Totally, totally agree. So he's saying that the new Matt Reeves Batman movie that just came out, The Batman, and then its sequel, that's Elseworlds, um, and then also the Joker and the Joker sequel, which is like, I don't know, Joker, like, plate of potatoes, or what the fuck is it called? Uh, it's it's like fucking goose liver or whatever that fuck that is okay that is elseworlds thank you i'm good with that right and then the rest of these things are all in this dc universe this dcu so um i think brian without further ado you want to just start going through each one yeah so you're gonna have to leave here because i don't remember the order <laughs> i got i got the order written out right here so um well first off okay let's talk about what is already like it has been filmed and it's like slated to be released. You already mentioned these movies, but let's kind of just talk about each one and how we think they might tie into the other movies and then how excited we are. Okay. So Shazam, Fury of the Gods. What do you think about this one? Um, I, I think I really liked the first Shazam. I thought yeah. it was really good. I think it was a standout. I didn't think it was like amazing, but it was it was a standout at the time. And uh, while I'm excited to see this um, this movie, the fact that I, I don't believe it's based on anything, I think it's original. Um, maybe it has me a little less excited. Um, the the story that the the first one was based on was mainly the New Fifty Two first like trade or two, which I actually read from prior and was, was cool. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in this. Uh, he, he mentions that this will somehow lead into the Flash. I'm kind of curious how. Um, but I, if I had to rank that movie right now, I would say that that's a, a brother eye for me. So um, I'll I'll see it because I'm going to see everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a brother eye for me too. Pretty much, I, I like the first one. I wasn't blown away by the first one. I think that like when you watch the first movie, you compare it to the other DC releases at the time. It was sort yeah. of a breath of fresh air. Yes. But I didn't think it was anything that was like. You know, super original or great. It's just fun. Yeah, um, I agree. So I, I feel the same way, brother. I here we go, Brian. We haven't talked about Ezra Miller in a couple of weeks. Well, I mean, maybe he's he's, he's getting help. I mean, he went to court. He talked to people at Warner Brothers. Maybe he's just lying low a little bit. Maybe, yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, I, I mean, I, this it, it, the Flash movie's got to be extra vision. Uh, I mean, it's just just for the the just for the fact you know that crazy Ezra Miller is in it, and I just want to see it because. It's like, is this going to be like, like, what's so good that all this crazy shit that he did that they want to keep him, you know? Yeah. You know, also Michael Keaton, like uh, we already lost one chance of Michael Keaton. I, I don't want to lose another one. So yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to be in, in uh back home, So right. Right. Uh, I Wait, would say that for me, he was Just supposed to be in background. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, it's also, uh, X-ray vision, but mainly because I just want to see that Michael Keaton from 1989 Batman, you know, what's that going to look like? Uh, also, I think, isn't there supposed to be like an evil Flash? There's at least like multiple Flashes in this movie too, right? There are multiple Flashes. Um, I don't know if there's an evil Flash. I, I guess it's possible. It makes it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, we haven't seen, um, you know, Reverse Flash in, yeah. uh, in a movie yet. Um, live action anyway. Yeah. Um, 
so it makes sense. But I don't really know what the what the, the villain is. I mean, I, I don't think they can follow uh, Flashpoint too directly because um, you know it was it was a Batman heavy story with, with Thomas Wayne. I mean, maybe that Michael Keaton kind of fills that role, but I don't think he's Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Uh, and then the backdrop of it was like a war between Themyscira and Aquaman uh, and Atlantis. Sorry. Um, so I, I think it's just going to be some kind of time paradoxy thing. Maybe it'll be based in the same cause where Barry tries to go back and save his mom. Um, and, and that'll be it. And the end of it will be a, 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 the, the reset that James Gunn mentions. Okay. So there's that reset and sure. That makes sense with the very next movie that James Gunn talks about, which is blue beetle. Um, but then what I'm curious about is if it's a reset, are they going to change that Aquaman sequel that comes afterwards? I maybe he's still around. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, hey, Superman looks different, but Aquaman looks the same, and he might like look like this guy. We're going to cast uh, as Lobo. Right, right. That that's the rumor I've heard is that he's going to be Aquaman and Lobo too. Um, maybe maybe it'll be like a Black Widow situation where it's like, oh, hey, this is what happened. This is the last thing that happened to her before she died. Or something you know but this, this is the last this is the last the last movie in the old universe and then you'll see everybody get changed or something i don't know oh that's kind of cool well so do you think that blue beetle is going to be one of those or is blue beetle no, going to be gonna be uh i don't think there were any connections like i think it was early enough along that um i don't know because it's already filmed yeah there's there to me there are no like insanely strong connections between blue beetle and the existing DC EU movies, mm. so they probably could tweak it, reshoot with reshoots or whatever to fit whatever new narrative there is. Um, I, I would be much more concerned about Aquaman two fitting in because Jason Momoa was already seen in several movies. Yeah, you know, with Blue Beetle, I've heard some weird rumors too. Like, first of all, I think Susan Sarandon is in it too, right? I have not heard that. I, I literally only know about the kid. Is the kid from Cobra Kai is. He plays Miguel in Cobra Kai. I don't, I don't remember the actor's name off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's he's the great. thing I know about him. Yeah, he's great on Cobra Kai. And he, I'll love to see him in that role. I love Jaime Reyes as Blue yeah. Beetle. So I'm super excited about that. I also, like, because Susan Sarandon, she's the one I heard this from. Like, not that she, like, called me up on my phone and told me. But, like, you know, she was in an interview. And I think she said that the whole movie is in Spanish with subtitles. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, who knows though? I mean, there's so many fucking rumors about DC projects, right? But I think I, mean, I, I, I remember I reading that. seeing a movie in um, another language or whatever. Um, I, I do know that that will annoy some people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. People will be up in arms about that shit. That's for sure. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'll say that I am X-ray vision about Blue Beetle and Aquaman. Though I kind of feel brother eye about. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I'll agree. Well, I'm going to put Brother Ivan both, uh, honestly. I um, I don't have enough information about what Blue Beetle is going to be about. Um, so I, I'm going to keep it kind of mid-level with it there. I, I am excited to see it. Um, the the extent of the character that I know is all basically from Young Justice. Yeah, uh, yeah. I probably know well, you know more about the Ted Cord Blue Beetle, honestly. But, you um, do, yeah. Um, so that, that's, it's got to stay mid-level for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about all that, uh, that, that space stuff, the alien races and all that. Um, but yeah, mid-level for me. Okay. All right. Well, we're a little different there and that's okay though. Um, 
so I actually really like that Blue Beetle stuff that's on Young Justice in that. Yeah, no, it, it's fantastic. Yes, but um, I, it's a little too fantastical for an intro movie. I think maybe. Right. So um, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. Like I, I have, if I at least had a synopsis, I might be willing to bump that up, but we don't. So. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Now we get up to the stuff that has not been filmed is not like made yet it's like sort of in the writing process right now um and this is all the stuff that got announced today we're going to start off with um creature commandos let me pause this right here so we can get a good look at these guys um so you, you just said something kind of interesting brian you said that once you got a synopsis of blue beetle you'd be more excited right or you'd be more interested with all of these there's barely a synopsis like james um, Gunn. go ahead yeah, you know, they, they threw some recognizable art up here for some of these. Okay. Um, so I think that gives you enough, uh, a, a little bit of a hint, sort of, uh, of what they may have adapted. Um, yeah. This one particularly here, this art is not ringing any bells to me. I, I could pick out Frankenstein and Weasel out of this as uh, character-wise, um, and that's about it. I am still curious about this, though. Um, I would say this is a brother eyes because I, I like, mon you know, the uh, Universal Monsters and all that kind of stuff. So um, this is mid-level for me. I, I, I do like animation. I'm, I'm a, big, a big child who likes cartoons. Okay. Well, so, okay. So for this, first off, right, um, was it you or someone I saw on Twitter, someone was like, oh, James Gunn's plan for the DCU is just basically take all the Grant Morrison stuff and make it into movies. Did you yeah, say that? Yeah, that was me, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, like, with this, um, if you look at this picture right here, right next to Frankenstein is the Bride of Frankenstein, and she's from the Seven Soldiers of Victory comics that had Frankenstein in them. So that's her right there. Then this robot is like... I don't know. He's like Robo Commando or something like that. I've seen him before too. I'm pretty sure to the left of Frankenstein is Dr. Phosphorus. I might be wrong though. I, I could be completely wrong about that. And then of course, like you said, that's Weasel on the far right over there. Now, I think that's really interesting because I think Weasel is an original character for the Suicide Squad, right? Um, I'm not sure about that actually. Okay. Well, I don't think he's on the Creature Commandos team. And I think that they're just kind of like tying this into James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And I'm, I'm all here for it. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, as, as far as this goes, what's interesting that James Gunn said is that he said that they want to have a connection between the animated stuff and the live action stuff and that the animated characters can be in live action movies. And so the voices of these characters right here will be actors in the live action movies, right? So like... Now we can already start speculating, like, who would play Frankenstein in a live-action role, you know? Yeah, um, so, by the way, that's not Dr. Phosphorus, that is um, Dr. Medusa. Dr. Medusa? Never heard of him. Oh, wait, wait, no, you know what? No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Never mind. Get, get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that from the record. Yeah, but you, know, you know what, though? I gotta admit that my little... Um, you know, money-making side kicked in today. And I was like, holy shit, he's announcing all these comics. I better go buy the comics for these. So I actually went to my collector's store nearby and I bought uh, a bunch of issues of Weird War that feature nice. these characters, the Creature Commando. So I have that one. Look, there's that Robo GI guy right there on the front. Okay. 
AI. Uh, GI Robot, that's that guy's name. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so hopefully these will go up in value because, you know, of the movie. Here, here's a nice cool picture of Frankenstein holding up a Nazi symbol, which I think he's going to probably smash someone with, Hulk style, right? These comics look awesome. If, if I didn't want to sell them, I'd definitely be reading them. But, um, Brian, are you, like, do are you interested in these characters? Like, are they exciting to you? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I always like the magical and darker side of, of, of DC. Uh, I have not read very much of it, but yeah, I, I would definitely watch this and, and review it on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that if the artwork looks like this for the animation, I'm all on oh, board. Yeah. Totally, and, but this has got to be some comic image. Okay. No? I yeah. mean, most of everything they show was an image from a comic book, so. Okay. Well, all right, so th there's the first one. I'm excited about that. I I'm just excited about the fact that they have Frankenstein in the DC universe. Yeah. You know? That, like, Frankenstein and Superman might be fighting in a battle at some point. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so James Gunn's going to talk a little bit for a second, and we're going to move on to our very next project, which is Waller. So, Brian, how do you feel about this one? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this an X-ray vision based on the back of uh, – James Gunn's enthusiasm over it and how much I love Peacemaker. Um, I, I'm hoping for something weird and unexpected here because if you just just flat out said, oh, we're going to do a show about Amanda Waller, we, you know, and they didn't say anything, uh, I, I may not be interested, but she is an interesting character. Uh, she pops up seemingly everywhere. She's one of the few consistent things uh, across the DC movies. Um, and I, I definitely would want to see this. I, I believe, oh yeah, it is a, a TV show, yes. And uh, I think they said HBO Max. I, I assume these are all HBO Max shows. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they call that out for everything in particular, but it, it kind of be a no-brainer, I guess. Yeah, you know, um, I actually don't really like Viola Davis that much. I remember seeing her do a speech where she like presented to Meryl Streep and was talking about Meryl Streep. And it just seemed like really over the top and dramatic. And I feel like that's the way that she is in most movies that I see her in. And she's been Amanda Waller now in Peacemaker and Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad. And then um, also in Black Adam, right? She's in all these things. Like she has that aspect of Amanda Waller where she's this badass woman who's not intimidated by anyone. But I feel like that's all there is to that character that we've seen in those four different movies that I've mentioned now, or three movies in one show. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the, the the character archetype isn't anything new, but I mean, definitely that it's a uh, it's a person of color. It's it's not a, a it's not an average body shape type. You know, I it, honestly, it makes it a little different and more interesting to me. Oh, oh! I I love Amanda Waller. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love that character. Viola Davis. I, I, so your comments about Viola Davis. I guess I haven't really seen her in much other than that. But I mean, I, I like what she's done so far. Um, I guess she hasn't been in things too too much. But um, yeah. I, I don't know. James Gunn seemed very enthusiastic about this. Possibly the most enthusiastic out of anything in this video that he's seen. So I, I would give this uh, an extra vision. Well, do you think that like one of the reasons why he's super excited about it is probably, probably his Harcourt in it? His wife? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say. And, and I've also heard that she's she's in Shazam as well. Oh. And, uh, and that people were actually starting to turn on her a little bit uh, because she's getting put into everything. Um, 
I'm not quite there yet, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I wonder if like, because she's married to him or, you know, you know, they have this connection. He's kind of making her like the, uh, what do you call it? Who's the second in command of Nick Fury with the short hair? Maria Hill. Hill. Yeah. She's making her like the Maria Hill to Amanda Waller, you know? I don't know, but this is, this is the question I have. Um, you know, on your other podcast, Last Cast, you do a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff. He always puts his wife in everything. Has anybody ever complained about that? No, but they do complain about Rob Zombie putting his wife into everything. Yeah, that's true. It's a good counterpoint. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that it, it all depends on if they're right for the role. And I think as far as Harcourt goes, his wife is well cast there. Yeah, agreed. There you go. So is this an alternative to Peacemaker Season 2? Like, is it going to be this instead of Peacemaker Season 2? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't no, mention... No, it sounded like... No, when they were doing Peacemaker, James Gunn mentioned that there were other things in development that were sort of related to Suicide Squad that would be kind of different. I, I think this was in development for a while, um, and I think it will be separate from that. Okay, okay. Yeah, because he didn't mention Peacemaker 2 in this announcement at all. Yeah, I, 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 oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point there because they're talking about Superman in twenty twenty five. They're talking about this being the first kind of phase there. Um, that's an excellent point, and now I'm concerned. But at the same time, um, Peacemaker was so weird and out there and stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know if they could recapture that necessarily. So, I mean, is it better left as a one and done? I don't know. It, it will kind of appease this one concern I have because it's always like, how are they going to make a new opening credits for Peacemaker that's as good? Yeah, as uh, yeah. I don't think they can top that. It's like no, like that's going to be the hardest thing. Is like, how do you top that intro and that song? Like, in that yeah. Comedy? Maybe by just going to Waller and not having a Peacemaker too, you could just avoid that. Yeah. We'll yeah. See. All right. So let's let's keep moving forward. This is a uh, X-ray vision for me, though. Okay, so um, one thing I didn't mention before is that James Gunn has named this phase of the DCU. He calls this Gods and Monsters, which, okay, we've already seen the Creature Commandos. There's Monsters. We're going to talk about Swamp Thing down the road, Monster. There's even a couple of other monsters in here, too, that we're going to talk about. And then Gods are going to be, I would assume, like the Kryptonian side of this and, and the Wonder Woman stuff. Yes, the one thing that concerns me about that is that we've already taken that kind of Gods angle with Zack Snyder and it doesn't seem that different, but yeah. um, you know, like we mentioned before, there seems to be a lot of Grant Morrison influence. So I'm not as worried about that um, because I mean, obviously he takes that angle and goes really grand with all his ideas. So. Yeah. Yeah. Grant Morrison absolutely did portray the justice league in his run as gods, you know? And so it seems like, okay, here, well, speaking of which, speaking of Grant Morrison, here is, all-Star um, Superman. All-Star Superman. Yeah, yeah. And so Superman, well, see, this is a great counterpoint to that, though, isn't it, Brian? Because in Grant Morrison's JLA run, which is fucking incredible, the J- the Justice League are like gods. And then in All-Star Superman, Superman is like an everyday kind of guy, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it definitely shows that other side there uh, in this. but And, and it, this is almost like, Almost, almost like an anthology, sort of, uh, in yeah. a way. It, it, it doesn't quite seem to be... Um, I mean, I guess this they were trying to launch the All-Star line, which was the, the counterpoint to Marvel's Ultimate Universe. 
and they really didn't get much further than this and all-star batman which was kind of laughable at, at points oh. um but this is an excellent excellent comic yeah uh, that, that i would be very curious to see if they adapted anything from this this uh, run well, so we know that James Gunn was reading All-Star Superman. We know that James Gunn is writing the script for this movie. I think he's going to direct it, too. Um, this title of this is called Superman Legacy. So do you think that this is going to be about John Kent and Clark? Could be, but um, I don't remember. Is John, John Kent is even, is he even in it? John Kent is not an All-Star Superman. No. Yeah, I, I think the only story I really remember off the top of my head is when Lois gets superpowers for a day. <laughs> yeah, right, um, right. Or, or something like that. Um, yeah, it, it could be. Uh, I mean, they could be using... They could just be taking from multiple stories. I mean, obviously, John Kent is a huge push for them uh, in the comic world right now. So uh, it, it would make sense for that kind of synergy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So we don't but really know... Actually, wait, hold on. At the same time, they were talking about a younger Superman. So does that mean... And a, a younger Clark Kent, or does that mean John Kent with oh. an older Superman? Oh, that's that's one of those things that that's like the foundation of what all the discourse is always going to be about. It's like is is it going to be focused on like Bruce as Batman and Clark as Superman? Is it going to be about John? You know, we're going to focus with like Nightwing or someone else taking over the cowl. What are their ages going to be like? That's such a big, huge part of. DC film discourse is like those yeah. particular roles. You and know? I think that I think we can further that. Uh, I don't know what order this is coming in, but they, they do mention Batman. Yeah. They mentioned Grant Morrison's Batman, Batman run, um, and Batman Robin, which um, I don't remember how much he wrote with just Batman before, but I I love the Batman and Robin series with Dick as Batman and Damien as Robin. Yeah. Um, and if they're gonna have Damien be a big part of that. They can't just skip all the other Robins. They have to be there. Yeah. Like they, they they can't they can't go with ignoring uh, a live action movie Nightwing anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, people have been asking for that for forever. I just I don't want them to jump right to it. That's that's the problem, right? We, we everyone loves the MCU. I'm, I'm okay with that actually because I, I don't I don't need to see Dick Grayson as Robin. Okay, okay. Can I say my counterpoint to that? <laughs> we love the MCU. And the main reason why we love the MCU is because you see everything from scratch. You see Tony Stark make the armor. Steve gets out of the ice. The Avengers are formed. All this shit, we see it in real time, essentially, right? With DC, when they started making these movies, going all the way back to Man of Steel, you have Clark becoming Superman. But then the very next movie... Batman is like ready for the Dark Knight Returns, and at least one Robin is dead. You, you just kind of jump around, and like I understand that we've been seeing Superman movies since like 1978, so people know who Clark Kent is. You can kind of shift things around, but I do feel like I think it's worth it more, kind of starting at the beginning and going through things versus like you know maybe start at the next generation. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, like you mentioned, with, we've been seeing Superman movies and Batman movies for a very long time, and uh, I think the origin has been done to death. 
Oh um, yeah. I think that they're gonna take take the route of MCU Spider Man and just skip over Uncle Ben, you know? Skip over all that, jump a little bit further into the timeline here. Um, but I will be very disappointed if they just give us Damien as the first Robin and they skip over everything else. Oh but, my god. Yeah, you, like Yeah, that'd be horrible. Uh, yeah, like I, I, I will be very disappointed if they do that. I mean, yeah. I know that they're gonna have to skip over some of them. Like, like there's, there's four main Robins, let alone others. You know, you right. want to count Stephanie Brown or um, whoever. Else. I don't know. Like uh, Duke Thomas was. No, Duke Thomas is a Robin now, isn't he? No, he's Signal. Or that's in, oh, that's in some. That's in an Elseworlds. Never mind. No, he um, was in a group called the Robins, yeah. but it was a whole bunch of them. Anyway. Batman's got a lot of underage sidekicks, and they can't squeeze them all in out of nowhere. Right. So something's going to have to get skipped over. But um, I ultimately, I, I don't need to see Dick Grayson as Robin, and I don't want them to skip over all the Robins in favor of Damien being the first. Those are my two ultimate uh, points in, in that. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Um, I also did go and buy the exact comic that's featured nice. in the video. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to see, and you know, I, I, I own these already, by the way. These are just to like resell, but nice. the Batman and Robin one. Yeah. Um, so what, what would you say though, for this movie, you'd say it's X-ray vision? Of course. It's Superman. X-ray vision. Yes. Okay. Nice. Um, not so even that, let you stop that one. Not even let's right. That's right. I see like, okay. You brought up a really good point. I'm going to say this while James Gunn is talking. You said that like, um, you're okay, like bypassing certain things just for the sake of getting to certain story points, right? And you said that with Spider-Man, um, they didn't show his origin because we've seen his origin so many fucking times. I'm okay them not showing Batman's origin, not showing Superman's origin. However, with Spider-Man in the movies, even though they don't show his origin, he's still like at the very earliest part of his career, right? Sure. So, so like all the shit still happens to him afterwards. Um, I, I'm okay with them skipping the origins, but I want them to like have certain story beats and like because this is gonna go on for like eight to ten fucking years. So yeah, but uh, I'm and then you have to have Dick Grayson be the same age as Damien, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, like I said, I want to see I want to see Dick Grayson as Batman with with, with Damien as Robin. Yeah. Right. I feel like. What that is, if you see Bad Cow, I feel like though that it's like almost like you're going, okay, well, instead of there being Peter Parker, we're going past Peter Parker, and now we're going to go to Miles Morales kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and Miles is great, but it's like you want that Peter Parker stuff, you know? I just like bare minimum, I need Nightwing in a movie, I don't yeah. need Dick Grayson as Robin, I need Nightwing, all right. Fair enough. I need Nightwing in a movie too. I need some of that sweet, sweet dick. So anyway, here we go. Let's move on to let's go on to the next one. Lanterns. This will be on HBO, so we probably will get some sweet, sweet dick. There's yeah, so um, is this is this just like the, the one they've been talking about and they're just changing it? The one that was originally Guy Gardner and they moved, so this is that now. I, I would assume. I would assume. Okay. Yeah. The way that James Gunn described Lanterns is it's true detective. It's space cops watching over precinct Earth. The two space cops are the two that are in this image right here. You got Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Um, How do you feel about this? I, uh, I, I, you know, I have not really not read that much solo Green Lantern. Um, 
I did really like the recent, and I never I haven't even finished it yet. Um, Far Sector with a totally different Green Lantern, Joe Mullen. And uh, that was a very detective-oriented story, and I really enjoyed that. But that was out in space, and I think I enjoyed it because it was out in space. The true detective angle sounds really interesting. I really do like the space detective angle. I think that's really cool. I wish it wasn't Earth. Yeah. I, I feel the exact same way. There is one thing, though, that he says that got me really excited. He says that they're looking into a mystery that is going to tie in with the greater DC universe that like, there's some kind of thing that they're investigating. That's a mystery that's connected to like the bigger picture on like a cosmic level. And to me, that's really exciting. Yeah. You know, cause that's, that's definitely world building and who knows, like it, it, here, here's a good point to interject this one question, which I was going to ask it. And uh, you know, it has to be asked, is this the kind of thing where they're planning to go towards dark side? Do you think? Or do you think they're going to plan to go towards, like, the anti-monitor? Like, what's the big Thanos-type thing based on these movies and shows we're talking about? I mean, DC always seems to one-up themselves on the cosmic scale every time. So, like, you know, maybe Darkseid is level one and, you know, the anti-monitor is, is level two. And then uh, what, what, what was the whole thing with um, the, uh, the, not the entropy? Whatever it was Snyder's Justice League, Scott, Scott Snyder's Justice League. Oh, he called it the Unity, and that was like Dark Side, yeah. Was it Dark Side? Well, no, it was the whole thing where it was like uh, the, the planet was being judged, sort of like the the um, well, the universe was being judged as good or evil or something like. Oh, good or Jesus Christ, which man! Is also, what they just did in Marvel Comics too with um, Axis, basically. Nah, man, I I just fucked that up. You you said Scott Snyder. I'm thinking Zack Snyder. Oh man, no, no, yeah, the totality. Totality, yes, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, maybe they go that high. Who knows? Holy shit, man, that's that's real fucking that's, high. But again, that's jump, that's jumping the gun. I think uh, they, they, they should build a little smaller at first if they're going to go out eight to ten years. You don't want to go something that big that quick. I think. Yes, yes. But um, Dark Side hasn't really gotten his due movie wise. I don't think. Uh, I, I don't think that should count. Even the we shouldn't even count the extended uh, look we got in the the, the Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. Um, and I think Dark Side does deserve a better uh, better view here. Yeah, I think that um, when it comes to Dark Side people think that he's going to be like a ripoff of Thanos. They'll be like, oh, well, Marvel already did that. They did Thanos, which is so ironic because Darkseid was around. Thanos is a ripoff of Darkseid, you know? And and so I think that they, even though it seems most likely they would build towards Darkseid, I feel like James Gunn wouldn't want to sort of mimic the MCU or like follow in their footsteps. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so anyway, as far as the show goes, how are you feeling about this? You feeling Dr. Midnight, Brother I? X-ray vision. X-ray vision. All right, nice, nice. Okay, so let's move it all along and let's get to the the true money shot for Pete and Brian over here. Oh um, yeah. Oh yes. We're come on, James Gunn. Where are you? Let's there we go. There you go. Oh yes. Uh everyone looks naked. There's all crotches and breasts. <laughs> Um, we are looking at a picture for those of you that listen on our podcast. We are looking at a picture in most of the comics. <laughs> yes, there you go. We are looking at a picture of one of mine and Brian's favorite comics of all time, The Authority. Yes. Brian, how the fuck do they make the authority into a movie? 
I, I don't know. Uh, and, and this is, this is maybe countered what you're expecting me to say, but I'm actually slightly concerned about this being turned into a movie that's connected to the larger DC universe. I think when I read the authority in the early two thousands, it was so different. It was such a different take on superheroes, but I think this has been imitated to death almost with that more kind of edgy, you know, grand kind of idea of a superhero. Uh, I mean, most of these characters are, are uh, analogies of other characters, uh, existing characters anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, you have um, Apollo and Midnighter or Batman and Superman. Um, you know, those are the super obvious ones, but there are them. Maybe, uh, oh God, I can't remember the guy in the, with the glasses in the back there, but he's basically like Dr. Crane, Dr. Strange. I think he's called the Doctor, right? The Doctor, he's the Doctor. The Engineer, um, I, I mean, I don't know, Iron Man and Forge. I don't know how to uh, what to call Jack Hawksmore. He's he's sort of unique. He's he's kind of his own thing. Yeah, and then you know, um, Swift. Swift. Swift is talk girl, basically, essentially. You know. Right. Right. So it's. I wish this was its own thing. Yeah. And at the same time, I wonder if like I have such fond memories of this comic, but for what it was at the time, and I wonder if if it still will have that value, uh, being that you know Marvel and DC have kind of copied the best parts of this uh, to, to uh, maybe a more PG extent or PG-13 extent since it came yeah. out. And the thing is, is that it's been copied even to a rated R sense too, with like the boys TV show and with yeah, Invincible, exactly. right? So, oh, yeah. oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we've seen this kind of ultra violence, this superhero ultra violence. You know, I know when, when they were talking about this book, when Warren Ellis is on the, the, book and he was you know brian hitch was drawing it and then when mark miller took over um it was the idea of like cinematic comic books like movies that were or comics that were on like a movie scale but the thing is everything's a fucking movie now right like everything yeah, no, but the sense of scale in these comics at the time were like massive like i would never would have even thought of half of the ideas as being conflicts or anything like that it's, it's just the, the sort of threats they faced was such a different breed of what you were used to reading in anything standard Marvel DC at the time. Yeah. It, so, I, look, I agree with you, man. I never like it when they try to incorporate the authority into DC. Like, they've sort of just, like, half-assed shoved Wildstorm into DC. And they've been doing that since the New 52. They keep switching things around and trying to make it work, and it doesn't. There was this thing where... You know, they brought them in for the New 52. They kind of tried to incorporate them in. Then Warren Ellis, before he got canceled, he basically did his own thing called The Wild Storm, which is like its own separate universe. And it was great. It was super realistic. and It was really good. But then they went back to trying to shoehorn these guys into DC. And I just don't think it works. Like, I think it works to have your Batman and your Superman uh anagrams or whatever you want to call them in their own universe but when you have them in the universe with batman and superman yeah it just it feels like you have too many people like that agreed uh it, it almost limits the the, 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 you know, the the kind of intended parody of them you know because of the right. there. that being said um i did like um midnighter's inclusion in the uh, was it the grayson series or was it the early New no, no it was grayson it was grayson yeah i thought he fit in pretty well there i really liked that um, I liked his solo series, and then very recently there was a Superman in the Authority book that I've always been so curious to check out, and I think I'm going to have to go do that. 
Uh, I do have that book coming my way. I ordered it from the library, so it's come my way. And the only issue of the authority from the early run I was able to get is issue number five, written nice. by Warren Ellis. But that's it. Um, so let's keep this train rolling. Because, I mean, I love the fucking authority. We could easily do a whole episode just on that. Yep. But um, let's move on to the next thing, which is right oh, here. Jenny Sparks. <laughs> What's that? We forgot to mention Jenny Sparks or Jenny Quantum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She She's such an integral part of the team, too. And there we go. Such an interesting concept, too. You know, yeah. guys, if you haven't read The Authority, you got to just fucking check it out and watch it. <laughs> you know, read it. Especially the Warren Ellis, uh, Mark Miller stuff. Yeah. So, so this right and here. And also did write some of that, too, later on. <laughs> very good point, yeah. So now uh, we only have, let's see, one, two. At least three. Three, four, no, five things left. Holy oh, shit, okay. okay. We'll, okay, we'll, 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 we'll speed run, speed run. Okay, so uh, Paradise Lost, Amazon TV show that James Gunn said is like Game of Thrones, but on Themyscira. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in there. Um, I, I'm curious to see if this will be uh, earlier in time, if this is going to just, you know, maybe it's based on like Hippolyta uh, or how the hell you pronounce that, um, and not Diana at all. Yeah. Uh, which I'm kind of getting the vibe that will be like that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I'm I'm down for a decent game of Thrones. I've been enjoying Dark Knights of Steel, which maybe it's take some reference from that. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't even read any of that, but I know it's Tom Taylor. I'm super. Yeah, I, I've read like two or three issues. It, it's it's pretty cool. Like like Brandon is really into knights right now, and I'm like, oh, there's this book with with thing, but he's is a very particular taste of knights where he just likes them in like full armor, and no one's wearing full armor, so he doesn't like it. But I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome i'll have to check it out yeah um with uh dc they recently made it to where they're going back to wonder woman potentially being made out of clay as a baby and i know that they had changed that with the new 52 making her the daughter of uh zeus and that matches up with gal Gadot's wonder woman's origin too do you think that now they, they might go back to the clay origin for this um it, it's possible but at the same time um uh, you know my, my favorite wonder woman run is the um brian azzarello and flip chang new 52 run like i love that um it had you know that was obviously with zeus and uh but they gave a lot of backstory to themiscara uh that they kind of went in with some new god stuff um but they played the gods aspect of it but uh i'm i, I kind of feel like this is more gonna be more dark knights of steel like than it would be like that so um, we'll see. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so moving all along, we are now up to the Batman oh, part of our show. For that. Um, uh, I'm going to put this a lower, lower, slightly lower level X-ray vision because I, I, when I hear Game of Thrones rip knockoff, sometimes I'm a little hesitant as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I feel the same way. Like stuff that's just straight up on Themyscira isn't always super compelling to me i like when it involves the the greater greek pantheon for wonder woman like when it has other people if those gods come to themiscira i'm all on board for that but if it's just like the amazons themselves on themiscira and i don't even know if they're gonna like recast diana or not you know well that's the thing is, is it gonna be modern or is it gonna be you know hundreds of years ago yeah well that once again ties into the thing that we're talking about is it going to be like that the original characters like Wonder Woman and stuff are 
like young or are they old like the way that wonder woman is in the um the movie she's like hundreds of years old right but then um you know is it going to be that she's the oldest superhero or is she just a contemporary with everyone else so i don't know i, I feel like it's going to work better if, if it's about um it's it or how, how would you pronounce that i'm gonna say it right but putting you on the spot they, they call her hippolyta hippolyta oh, no, okay, in, yeah. in the movie yeah i i would be more interested yeah. in it if it was about her and the past rather than about diana and especially being that it's a tv show i'm gonna think they're they would save diana for the, the big screen okay i agree with you on that one so i would say though for me it's probably like brother eye for me okay so, so okay now we move on to the batman batman the brave and the bold which is we already kind of talked about this in a little bit of detail um yeah. what would you say like let's let's talk about casting because we haven't really talked about casting so far so obviously batman has to be old enough to have damien as a son um yes and also like what villain do you think would be in this too um brave and the bold uh i mean could be league of shadows i mean uh, you know yeah if you're interested in damien you kind of have to do league of shadows don't you yeah um, do you think that maybe they, they might could they do Roz again uh, i mean maybe yeah do you think they might bring in like deathstroke too because he there's been stuff yeah. stuff with like him and Damien and, and and Batman in the comics too. Yeah, and um, you know one of the things I'd, I'd like to see out of a Batman movie is Court of Owls, but I feel like the Batman sequel is going to be that. So I don't think they would go there. So I feel like yeah, this is going to be like League of Shadows, the Owls, maybe Deathstroke. Okay, hey, I'm all on board for that. If it's that, yeah. I am uh, X-ray Vision. What about you, man? Yeah, X-ray Vision, no doubt. <laughs> I think pretty much anything with Batman is X-ray Vision. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's like the origin of like Alfred or something, which is weird. Okay, here we go. Next one, Booster Gold. How do you feel about this? Um, the, it, I love this. is such a great concept for a character. Um, but I think at the same time, uh, there's not much you can do with it beyond the origin. You know, and like once the cat's out of the bag, which we already know, obviously, he's kind of like a loser in the future, and he goes back to the past uh, to make make himself famous and a celebrity and rub elbows with the you know the, the heroes of legend i don't know how much you can milk that for long going i mean if this is a limited series like totally yeah that's great and i'm sure they can find some you know some specific tragic moments in his life in the future and then they'll show it they'll show that and then they'll show him in the present and that could be really cool but i don't know how long that will last uh i would give this a brother eye i'd say uh maybe a higher end brother eye because it, 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 it's a great concept okay uh that's a really good point. James Gunn seems pretty excited when he was talking about this. I am a big fan of the Booster Gold character. Um, but I wonder, like, the main Booster Gold comic that I read was written by Jeff Johns, right? And basically, Booster Gold kind of traveled around through time, and he had some hijinks. And what was fun about that comic is that he would jump into different parts of DC history. Now, I think as a show, that would be kind of exciting, and it might be kind of a fun way to sort of show what the whole DC universe is like and kind of like pinpoint, oh, okay, well, this happened in the 40s or this happened in the 70s. I think if it's like a time-traveling adventure, it probably would be really good, and that would make it a, uh, you know, uh, X-ray vision for me. 
but I feel like it's not going to be that. I feel like it's going to be almost like Peacemaker the way it is, except instead of him being like an assassin, he's like a, just a superhero that kind of bumbles and messes things up. Yeah, I think they're going to have to, I think in order to do what you want to see, they would have to involve too many big names in a TV show that they can't do. So they'd have to kind of elevate some more you know, ancillary side characters uh, to to be interesting. And I, and I think that could work. But again, I, I until I hear more, uh, this is a brother eye. Do you think that uh, Ted Kord's Blue Beetle will be in it? That would be interesting. Yeah, I just their friendship is like one of the best friendships. Yeah, no, in it, comics, it's, it's you know? one of the like the, the best friendships in comics, honestly. I feel like I'm Booster Gold and you're Ted Cord. Do you think we got that right? Uh, uh I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe that works. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so we have um, we have two more to go. And I think that maybe the most interesting one is about to come up. Um, one that I was not expecting. That is right here. It's kind of annoying having it. Okay, there we go. There we go. Ah, freeze. Supergirl, ah. Woman of Tomorrow. Have you read this? So, I, I bought it. And I haven't read it yet because I, I do pretty much buy any of the Tom King uh, DC miniseries or maxi series. When he said, uh, when he said uh, did he name drop Tom King? Or he said he sure a certain creator? I was like, oh my God, it's Mr. Miracle. And I was slightly let down, but yeah. I'm still, uh, I, I do want to read this. I did buy it recently uh, on, on Comicsology, and I, I'm, I'm going to leave this as a mid-level brother eye until I read the comic. But I have heard good things about it. Well, you know, what's interesting is that he went to detail about this story, right? He said that, you know, she's different from Clark. Clark gets deposited or he goes to earth when he's a baby she's living on like a shard of krypton which that's i think that's kind of a different origin from what we've seen of kara before well and, i mean um, they've, they've, she's always had a um a different upbringing you know it, it's just the, the contrast of he's raised on earth she's raised elsewhere and she hasn't she's there have been versions of her that she's had more of a connection to krypton in general so i think that works here and um you know i i really do need to read this comic <laughs> Me too, and the artwork looks fucking fantastic yeah, too. Absolutely. And speaking of which, I have a variant cover. This is the only one that they had in the collector's store. A variant right. cover for issue number uh, four, and then I also have this Booster Gold comic that I bought from his like '80s comic that is like it says it's the origin of Booster Gold. So maybe this will make me some money. There nice. you go. Because we know podcasting's not. There we go. So anyway, uh, I think we're up to the last thing on our list, Brian. We made it all the way to the end here. It's a freaking marathon. And we bring ourselves to Swamp Thing. Ah. <laughs> That's the noise that Swamp Thing makes when he well, goes into looks the swamp. Different. There he, he is. Looks different. Oh, I was making oh, a okay. joke. I can't Swamp Thing. Um, yeah, um, I... I watched. I actually watched uh, at least the pilot of the DC Universe Swamp Thing show, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I would have kept watching it. I have not read any of the Alan Moore Swamp Thing from back in the day. That's that's like legendary. Uh, so my knowledge of the characters is, is limited to more um, more recent 
uh, entries where he appears in like Justice League Dark and there's that whole concept of the green. Um, he mentions that this is, will be a little bit more separate from other things. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I could see that because this is another one of those characters that to me, this was a vertical book um, initially. It does sort of feel removed from DC and it almost maybe better removed from DC. I'm not really sure. Um, or it, it, at least it's better in its own corner rather than integrating. Because I feel like the character works better with the horror elements to it and less when it's uh, the, the more meat in the um, PG 13 ish Justice League Dark kind of stuff. Yeah. So it depends it's on what direction because... you go there. Yeah. Well, well talk, kind of going in that vein. You know, we covered Werewolf by Night a couple of months ago, and Werewolf by Night was supposed to be like, oh, it's Marvel's edgy kind of dark horror movie. And it was just like maybe like a little bit more violent than your typical Marvel movie. Um, and I feel like that had Man-Thing in it, and now this is going to be Swamp Thing. And I think that like they're going to go all in with the horror, and it will be like a hard R swamp thing story that's why he's saying it's like removed from the other dc stuff yeah if, if that is the case that's probably going to be a extra vision for me if it's not um definitely a um a brother eye yeah i i feel um x-ray vision because there hasn't been a swamp thing movie since like Wes craven made the swamp thing movie in like the 80s you know oh yeah Jesus. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm a fan of that movie. I'm actually a fan of the second one, too, and the second one's, like, straight up. But, I mean, both of them are B-movies, but, like, yeah. the second one more so, you know? So, um, so we yeah, I... I <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, man. The reason why I'm so pumped is just because, like, DC has this big wealth of characters, especially the, the obscure, weird characters, and the freaks and the monsters, and it, it really looks like they, they're focusing on those characters here. Yeah. You know? Agreed. And 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 like the stories they chose to tell, they aren't like the kind of the dude bro stories for like Batman and stuff. It's not like, oh, let's have him fight Bane again, or oh, with the Joker. It's it's like, no, it's gonna have Damien, which like Damien's kind of weird, you know? Like the whole Damien thing is weird. Like if, if you're drawing from Grant Morrison. You're, you're clearly right exactly exactly and, and and one thing we didn't um go into detail about was um for the waller show right we didn't mention this but the waller show the people working on it are jeremy carver from doom patrol and then uh there's a woman god damn i couldn't remember her name but it was like crystal something i think and uh she worked on that Watchmen show that was on hbo yes oh that was excellent you did you watch that or no i, I didn't fucking watch it Oh, you gotta watch that. That was really good. I better fix that, man. I'm gonna watch that real soon. But, um, you know, that's that's where DC is so good. It's like like the Doom Patrol stuff, where it's like you got the right creator, usually someone that's connected to horror, working on this kind of stuff, this obscure, yep. weird stuff. That's the bread and butter right there. You know, even yep. like Sandman is DC, right? And yeah, that's what I fucking want. So, do you have any closing thoughts on this? I know we talked a lot. Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited for DC stuff. I'm excited for everything. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll even be excited if, if DC becomes the new hotness and everyone's like, oh, fuck Marvel. They only got, there are these like crappy C-level heroes left, you know, um, yeah. whatever. I, I, I just like 
superhero movies. I like the horror-related things. I guess I don't watch enough actual horror, but horror-related is more my, my alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, I've always been more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy, but the Marvel movies have obviously been the dominant force in the past decade. So if DC becomes the dominant force, I'm all on board. And I, I do have faith in James Gunn. The only thing that's going to stop them is the X-Men. The only thing that has potential to stop them is the X-Men. Oh, oh that's... Oh, and that's I'm, my yeah. grid. That's like, that's that's where I call home, uh, you know, in terms of comic books is X-Men. So. Absolutely, yeah. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you having this conversation with me. And, uh, you know, we are going to be talking about The Last of Us on Thursday. So you guys should expect our Last of Us video on Friday. Uh, but thank you so much for spending time with us. If you like listening to me and Brian talk, make sure that you subscribe. And we'll be back for The Last of Us Episode 3, which I heard is a real uh, great one. So yeah, see you all soon. It.